It's only a kick. A jump. A block. It's only a serve. It's only a tackle. A run. It's only for the fans. After all, it's only pressure. You got this. Adidas. Survivor 46 is here and so is On Fire, the only official Survivor podcast. And we have a twist this season. The winner of Survivor 45, D. Valladares, will be joining us every week. We're going behind the scenes of the biggest moments, the how and the why things happen, and the strategy and analysis you can only get from someone like me, a Survivor winner. Listen to On Fire, the official Survivor podcast, wherever you get your podcast. Can't go wrong with Solus Meds and their smoking hot deals every single month. They're a premier Colorado dispensary, and they always hook it up with incredible deals every month at any of their four convenient Colorado locations. You got one in Fort Collins. You know there's one in Wheat Ridge. And don't forget there's two in downtown Denver, one off Broadway, and one that's really only blocks away from the DNVR bar. So if you want to go out, get some fresh air on East Colfax, you can check out one of those locations of Solus Meds. And you know that if you go in there and you mention code DNVR20, they're going to hook you up with a free Solus Bar or King Cone when you mention that code. They are absolutely delicious. And you can get those at any of those four Solus Meds location. All you got to do is mention code DNVR20. Oh yeah. And you receive 20% off that as well. And you look, if you're pressed for time, check out their online menu at solusmeds.com. S-O-L-A-C-E meds.com. You can order online and pick it up at your own convenience. Just make sure you mention code DNVR20 to save 20% off. Welcome into the DNVR Rockies podcast brought to you by Strava Craft Coffee. Strava CBD will improve quality of your morning because it's rich in CBD and CBG and will help you with any kind of chronic headaches, joint pains, IBS, and so much more. And guess what? Zero coffee jitters if you happen to want three or four cups a day like I typically do. And it now comes in decaffeinated as well. And right now for tw- you can get 25% off using code DNVR25 off of your first purchase. I am your host, Patrick Lyons, on the DNVR Rockies podcast, and joining with me today is producer extraordinaire, Yahir Vasquez. What's going on, Yahir? How you doing, Patrick? Thank yeah, you for having me on, brother. Of course, man. Of course. We got to talk World Series. We got to talk maybe a little bit about what the Rockies are going to do with their, their free agents. Will they extend some qualifying offers before we have some fun and talk about memes? But as we're going on the air live, we got to break some news according to Andrew Baggerly, who covers the San Francisco Giants. Tomorrow, Buster Posey is potentially announcing his retirement. How about that? Wow. that man, I grew up watching Buster Posey kill the Rockies every time he came to Coors Field. Wow. I mean, it's about time. He's been around for a while. I thought, honestly, I thought he had retired a couple years ago when they were became really irrelevant. Uh, but, I mean, it's about time. Buster really deserves the break. Yeah, it's not crazy to have, have made that mistake, so to speak, because he did sit out the 2020 season. So quite literally, you know, last August and September when they were playing 60 games, you didn't hear his name mentioned once because he was at home with, uh, I think he has two sets of twins. Uh, but uh, we wish if, if this is true, and I, I imagine it is, uh, Bags, as he's known, uh, doesn't get these wrong. So congratulations to Buster Posey. Gerald Dempsey Posey, that's the full name. Like that, Gerald Dempsey Posey. All I think is about Clint Dempsey, man. Oh, you know, I'm a huge soccer head. So all I can think about is like Clint Dempsey when I hear Dempsey. From Nagadoches, Texas, right? Yep. Did I, say that? Did I pronounce that correctly? I don't think I've ever uttered that word. Either have I. So you're asking the wrong person at this <laughs> point. <laughs> uh, Tucker Barnhart, another catcher, uh, was traded from the Reds to Detroit. So, man, hot stove season is really already starting to heat up. We know the Rockies have a couple free agents right now. Uh, the two biggest names, John Gray, Trevor Story. If you never see those guys in purple again, you hear, you know, what are you, what are your thoughts about their careers or what are your thoughts about, you know, any of the positive memories that they may have provided for you over the years of course field? John Gray's a very like iffy for me. Like he was the first few years. I love John Gray. 
John Gray had high hopes and just never worked out until a couple years ago when he didn't take that ace role. He took that um, kind of back of the rotation role where like I really enjoyed. Well, Trevor Story, it was like the opposite. He came in hot. He came in ready. I thought he was going to be the next best, next best thing, and then he just kind of fell off the last couple seasons. Injury or not, it's just like the biggest thing that happened with that kind of like threw me off about what's going on with Trevor Story. Yeah, between we had Nolan Arenado in February, Von Miller in November, and now we we could see the end of of Trevor Story's reign in Colorado. And it's kind of interesting as you, you know, almost alluded to the the fact that you know John Gray was supposed to be this ace, and he had that moment in 2017 in the wild card game in Arizona, the same location where Trevor Story burst onto the scene with uh, all those home runs there on, on opening day and making it clear that it's okay, Troy Tulowitzki is no longer around because there's a new superstar shortstop in town. Well, the whole thing with, like, Trevor Story, man, I like he was such a fun player to watch at all times. Uh, but there was, always, there was something off about him always to me. Like, there was just something that, like, didn't sit right with, by the way he played. Maybe because he was, like, part of this new generation that was just, like, a big hitter. And I really loved that, like, just get to base kind of baseball. Like, I love the intricacy of just, like, get to base, move the runner. And Trevor was always, like, this new generation of just, like, big hitters. Like, they were trying to swing for the home runs, which, I mean, it's fun. It's home runs, right? But, like, just that whole aspect of baseball kind of, like, I didn't enjoy as much as I enjoyed when I was, like, younger and I watched, like, a lot of, like, Jamie Carroll where he would just, like, trying to get to base and trying to move the runner next. So that's the biggest thing about Trevor Story that always pushed me out. All right, you here. We're learning something about you, and this is what I was hoping for on today's show. We're learning you're an old-school guy when it comes with baseball a little bit. Put the ball in play, a little less of the three true outcomes of the home run, the strikeout, and the walk. You want to see some action in the game, and I, and I can't blame you. Yeah, that's what I want because, I mean, strikeouts are fun, especially if you're going up against, like, the Cunhas, the Tatis, the Machados, the the, Bet, the Bets, and all that. Like, you want to strike them out. Like, it's fun when they go big for the fences because you'll be able to get them a strikeout. But when it's my guys going up to that plate and they're just swinging for the home run every time, it's just something that I can't get behind all the time. Yeah, well, it is refreshing to hear that, too, from – from someone like you who's watched the game and has been such a, a huge fan for so long that, hey, baseball needs to address this thing. Like, you know, it, it has its pros and cons, right? You want to see your guys launch in the home runs. You want to see the other team striking out. But overall, does it make for a better product? It, it, it seems like it, it doesn't, at least in, in as far as you're concerned, right? Yeah, and like this kind of goes back into the shift. People don't like the shift. I like the shift. I personally do because it's kind of like a mind game. That's what baseball is to me. It's like a chess. It's like chess. You got to, like, move things around, play. So, like, you've been hitting that inside corner this whole time. Now he's expecting an inside corner. You go to the outside. That's the fun thing for me about baseball, kind of seeing the little things move as the game goes. Okay, so maybe you're not that old school. You're, you're very libertarian, all right? You're here. Again, you can't paint, paint anyone into a corner just yet. We're, <laughs> we're, we're going to learn about your, your hot takes and how you feel about things. I do want to know how you feel about the World Series. Atlanta, of course, winning it in Game 6 uh, at the Juice Box, as it's commonly referred to there in, in Houston. And Atlanta gets it done despite only having 88 wins during the regular season, the, the worst of all the postseason clubs, but yet – they end up coming out victorious. Jorge Soler, the MVP, only the second Cuban-born player to win MVP. Oh, dude, I was so happy when they won. I hate the Astros. I hated the Astros before they cheated. I just have this thing against teams from Texas. I hate everybody. I hate every team from Texas. There's not a single <laughs> team I like. So, I mean, going from the MLS, like I hate every team. Like going to like the NBA, I hate every. I just don't like Texas at all when it comes to sports. So I was super happy when Atlanta won, especially because I loved it when they had like Chipper Jones and everybody. Like that was my like one of my favorite teams growing up. So I was super happy when Atlanta won. Shout out to Mace, by the way. May, Andrew, uh, Andrew Mason, a big Atlanta Braves fan. Yeah, hoping to have him on again. He was on the show last week talking about his, you know, fandom uh, for Atlanta's baseball club and uh, all his memorabilia that he has from Atlanta and, and, and the nickname he would even like for Atlanta to be. Uh, you got to go back and listen to that one from last week. And then we'll have to talk with him after the parade. Cause that's, that's the other piece of winning a world series is you get to ball out. 
have the parade. We saw videos from inside the clubhouse, guys going yeah. crazy, smoking those cigars. By the way, I never noticed more guys smoking cigars. The plume coming up from the smoke <laughs> after the game was unlike anything I can remember. I maybe it was just because they didn't do it much last year, but it seemed like everyone had had a had a thick one in their mouth. Uh, celebrations. I, okay, every team, every sport celebrates in a great way. You have the football, you have the Super Bowl people, like uh, football players out there saying they're going to Disneyland, confetti, all this fun stuff. You have the NBA, same thing, everybody kind of cheering and everything. But baseball knows how to celebrate the real way, man. Baseball is like the best celebration, I think, in all sports when you win a championship. You go into the clubhouse, everybody has the champagne ready, everybody's just getting, like, it feels more like a party. And others seem more like a ceremony. So, like, I like the baseball celebration a lot more. The MLB does it right. You know, you hit on something there about, hey, I'm going to, to Disneyland. I think that was the original one. Yeah. Disneyland before maybe ever became Disney World. But they should they should have something like that of, hey, I'm, I'm going to Cooperstown. And yeah. now, of course, yeah. at the, we're talking upstate New York and we're not talking New York City. But – you're flying into New York city. So you can have that time there. You can also go around on some of the late night talk shows and, and whatnot, because in fact, you know, there are a lot of artifacts that as soon as the world series over, you know, the, the crew up there in, in Cooperstown at the baseball hall of fame, you know, they will go and, and procure a lot of those items. John Shestakovsky, the, the VP of communications and education, you know, sent out an email earlier today. You got spikes worn by game six starter, Max Fried. Batting helmet by MVP Jorge Soler, gloves used by the uh, NLCS MVP Eddie Rosario. So all of those pieces of memorabilia are now alongside, you know, quite literally Babe Ruth's jockstrap. Okay, I don't, I don't know literally if they have that, <laughs> but I'm sure that's probably some down somewhere down there and uh, in, in the basement or wherever they start uh, store these artifacts. But it would be nice for the players to go to Cooperstown and 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 have that be part of the celebration and part of their their rounds is to see some of the artifacts from baseball's past while also recognizing, Hey, you are now a part of that history and your memorabilia is going right next to the greats. I, Cooperstown to me is like one of my bucket lists. It just has everything you'll ever need to know about baseball it really does. I mean, how I keep bringing up other sports, but like, I just feel like baseball when it comes to like the championships, the celebration of baseball does it the best out of any other major league here in uh, the, the U.S. They really do keep that uh, tradition going, even if it's not the best tradition sometimes. Like umpires, like I don't like umpires. But like even if it's like the best, like they do keep traditions going, which is nice because you can recount the history of baseball way easier than any other sport in the U.S. And, and there's more relevance, I think, to that history. And that that's more of a conversation for a, another day because – you know, as as hardcore as NFL fans can be, you know, can they run off a list of, of everyone that's had 2,000 yards rushing in a season? You know, is because the game changes also, too. That's another element to it where it's keep the ball on the ground, put it in the air, special team. There, there are a lot of different iterations that uh, football can take, whereas baseball, you know, although it can, can gear towards the three true outcomes with the walks, strikeouts, and home runs, it essentially is is the same, and and you hear, you know what? We're we may need to start a GoFundMe for you. And say, <laughs> when Todd Helton, when Todd Helton goes in the Hall of Fame, we got to get you here out to Cooperstown, start the page up, get it going. You in? You in on this or what? I'm completely in. I can't start the GoFundMe myself. If somebody wants to start it for <laughs> me, true. I'm all for it. But that would be amazing. Like I would love to be down in Cooperstown, just take in the history of baseball, man. That'd be amazing. Especially with the sport that that was the first sport I ever played, a sport that me and my whole family like bonded over for years. It would be just a dream come true. Well, a lot of people talk about it being a dream come true. A couple of weeks ago, at the after party uh, at, on the corner of Colfax and York, yeah, that's the DNVR bar, the Lacroix after party, where you know all of our members got to meet folks like Adam Foot, Milan Hayduk, Avalanche GM Joe Sackick, like. That was a dream come true, and we love putting on those kind of events. We love putting on the tailgates, too, even uh, before the Broncos game with Sexy Pizza and Breckenridge Beer. Come on down to the DMVR bar. That's where our man you hear is hanging out right now uh, all night. we got a couple of watch parties for the Avs and Nuggets coming up, too. Don't forget happy hour 3 to 6 with drink specials every day, appetizer discounts. You can't go wrong when you come down to the corner of Colfax, New York, for the DNVR bar. And you can't go wrong 
with Solus Meds and their smoking hot deals every single month. They're a premier Colorado dispensary, and they always hook it up with incredible deals every month at any of their four convenient Colorado locations. You got one in Fort Collins. You know, there's one in Wheat Ridge. And don't forget, there's two in downtown Denver, one off Broadway, and one that's really only blocks away from the DNVR bar. So if you want to go out, get some fresh air on East Colfax, you can check out one of those locations of Solus Meds. And you know that if you go in there and you mention code DNVR20, they're going to hook you up with a free Solus Bar or King Cone when you mention that code. They are absolutely delicious. And you can get those at any of those four Solus Meds location. All you got to do is mention code DNVR20. Oh, yeah. And you receive 20% off that as well. And you look, if you're pressed for time, check out their online menu at solusmeds.com, S-O-L-A-C-E, meds.com. You can order online and pick it up at your own convenience. Just make sure you mention code DNVR20 to save 20% off. And, and don't forget to use code DNVR when you want to save 20% off and get free shipping at Manscaped because the solution for cutting yourself is clear. We know it. It's Manscaped now. You've heard us talk about it for years. You know it's trusted by over 2 million worldwide. And you should know that using code DNVR gets you that 20% off plus free shipping. So spend spooky season using the best tools for the job like the Lawnmower 4.0, the Weed Whacker, Ear, Nose, and Hair Trimmer. And you're going to get 20% off when you use code DNVR. All right. You hear? We got a, we got a visual medium all set up today for today's show. It's almost the return of the DFA show. It's we're this close. We're we're getting very close to the return of that. <laughs> we want to look at the best memes of the postseason. I, I enjoy a good meme. Are you a meme beast? Are you officially one of those kind of guys you hear? I love memes, man. That's the thing that keeps me going when the Nuggets and the Avalanche lose, honestly. Oh, like, it's better when like, they lose. It's warming to you, right? No, it sucks, but that's the one thing that keeps me alive. Whenever one of my sports teams lose. I can go through the memes and it, I just feel a lot better. It because it, it encapsulates how you feel. And so you go, yes, that's it. You put your finger on it. So right uh, on the let, nose. <laughs> let right on the nose. Well, let let's see what we've got on the nose from this postseason. Houston against Atlanta, obviously, is the World Series. But we know one of the bigger stories was PETA coming out saying, Hey, it's insensitive to call the location of where the relievers go the bullpen and we know the history doesn't actually have anything to do with a farm or a bullpen. It has to do with Durham, North Carolina, a sign that was in the outfield there in the minor leagues, where if you hit the bull, you end up getting uh, a free stake as it were. And since it was right there where the pitchers warmed up, they kind of tied that in. So it doesn't have anything to do with the corral. It doesn't have to do with the farm, but they went with the name arm barn and we got kombucha girl here saying, no, no, don't change it. But wait, arm barn. I don't know. What what do you think on that one? Yeah, here. Do you like the name Armbarn? First of all, <laughs> PETA needs to stop with the call trying to change what are you trying to say? The, that the pitchers are animals? Are you trying to call them animals at this point? Like, come on. Don't you don't gotta go all the way out from calling them bullpen. I honestly do like the name Armbarn though. That's fairly cool. I think it'd be hilarious. Just like, here we come. Uh Here's uh, Automatavino coming from the arm barn. Like that'd be awesome just to hear. That would be really fun. Yeah, and they and and we know that you know, as as large as the intestinal fortitude is of our our buddy Tyler Matzik, aka Nutsack, he's not getting neutered. This isn't a real bullpen in that capacity. No castrations going on. The, these relievers are safe. Do you do you like the nickname? So Tyler Matzik did come up with the nickname night shift in regards to relievers. Like, Hey, me and the rest of the night shift, we're ready to come in and help out the starting pitcher. I like that a little bit better than the arm bar. I like it, but I think it only fits for so many teams. Like the, if that's the case, like the Rockies have a horrible night shift. That crew's leaving, leaving everything for the next day crew for the day shift. So like, I think it would work if like, I think it's a cool nickname when you have a really good bullpen, when you have, like, the Yankees bullpen that's, like, completely loaded. That'd be a dope nickname, like the Night Shift. But for just any, like, just call the bullpen the Night Shift, I don't, I don't, I don't like that that much. When you come into work the next day, you don't want to have to then clean up 
the night shifts work. So you're right. The night shift is supposed to tidy it up. I, I agree with that. So that's I that's a really cool. It's like the no fly zone. So like I like night shift for like a really good bullpen. Comes in, cleans everything up. Let's go. Keep going. All right. What do we got next here? From our 2021 postseason, we got Mr. Tyrone Biggin saying <laughs> with uh, a Los Angeles Dodgers logo on his cap, scratches his neck saying, y'all get any more of them 60 game seasons? This one, I think, is going to be hard to beat. That's pretty darn good. And that really drives it home to anyone who's a Dodgers fan. I hate the Dodgers so much. <laughs> like I, the Dodgers to me, like, are just like, any LA team, okay, Texas and LA, I just have, like, a huge, like, issue with those two places. I don't know, it's because, like, I grew up just hating every everybody I grew up around, because I'm Latino. Everybody want, like the Dodgers, like the Cowboys. So I grew that, like, no, we're not supposed to cheer for those teams. Those teams suck. Um, so, like, it's really weird for me that the only time LA was able to go over the hump is only on a 60-game season where everything is, like, super out of whack. And it's been proven this year. It's, like, completely out of whack. After, like, we went through this whole season, I don't think LA will ever win a championship again, if I'm honest. Oh, that's that's um, cruel. But, hey, I'm, I'm here for it. I'm, I'm, I'm all here for it. You know, Dodgers, again, every year they're in the run and they won the NL West eight years in a row, still got the wild card. So it's it's not like they stink, but – you're right. They're, they need something a little bit shorter of a season, uh, even after 106 wins. Well, they come in. Well, the thing is, they come in fresh because they come in super fresh into the postseason after 60 with all that talent. They don't have to worry about anybody like measuring up talent wise. So when you don't have that freshness going into the postseason, I just don't think they have the grit to do the long season plus postseason and go deep. Yeah, that that's going to be a good dunk on Dodgers fans and say, but still, you haven't won a World Series in a normal year since 1988. It's still so, a World Series. I wish the Rockies could say, I wish that was a comeback for the Rockies, if I'm honest. I wish people could say, well, you've never won a regular season for, uh, World Series. Like, It's still a World Series, but I just think they won't win one again. Yeah, we'll see. We'll see. All right, what do we got next here? All right, this one's great. I, I like this one. Uh, this was in Boston. This was during the ALCS. Someone came with a sign that said, I had a really good sign, but the Astros stole it. I'm kind of surprised this is the first time that we're seeing a sign like this. Maybe during the regular season, there there may have been those signs that were out there. I know we saw the inflatable trash cans were thrown out. I think I think there was a, a ballpark where someone literally threw a garbage can out onto the field. Yeah. But I think it was an inflatable one, wasn't it? The inflatable ones definitely yeah. happened, we know, a, a, a couple times. I did have the the thought if I was more of an entrepreneur to to go out and you know buy some inflatable trash cans, you know, sell them out of a trunk of a car in a parking lot somewhere. Yeah. Uh, just follow Houston around and you know, go to go to every ball game with with the the profits that you make from those dumb things. But uh, you'd make some sign. good money for sure. You'd make some really good money for sure. Well, like last year, the Rockies when they played the Astros, there was a guy outside the stadium just like knocking on the trash can. It was insane. Yeah, I, I, I'm so over this whole Houston thing. Honestly, if they cheated, okay, they cheated. Whatever. Every team cheats. Everybody cheats. If you ain't cheating, you ain't trying. I don't like that they cheated, but I'm kind of just over the whole cheating thing. They've done, they've thought the MLB has been on, on them since they got caught and they keep winning. You can't tell them that they're not good. You can't tell them they won because of, of cheating. It's just, I'm over it, honestly. It's a funny sign. Like, I love it. Like, if I saw that at the game, I'd start cracking up. But you just can't take anything away from them anymore. They're, they're just a good team all the way around. Yeah, it's, it's so hard to even talk about them because. It's, it's almost like with politics. As soon as you open your mouth and you say, well, hey, this guy did something well, you go, oh, okay, I know what side you're on, rather exactly. than listening maybe to the whole picture. Because you say, yeah, on, on one hand, you know, they cheated, and that's wrong. On the other, there are a lot of teams who did it. On mm -hmm. one hand, they got punished. On the other, well, it might not have been harsh enough. On one hand, you don't want to hear it. But on the other, uh, on the other, it is part of the story. So it it's a catch twenty two mm -hmm. that that it kind of goes both ways. But 
I think you're right. I think they've, they've answered it. And now, you know, MLB and, and all the teams are really looking for that. And so for them to go back to the World Series again for the third time in five years, look, they're they're a talented team. Yeah. On, uh, Jose Altuve, it's going to be an all-time player. He's been the star of that team. He keeps coming back. People keep saying, oh, hi. Oh, he cheated. Oh, he didn't want to take off his shirt. But he's proven that he's still an, an all-star caliber player best team on a really, really good team, best player on a really good team that keeps going to the World Series. Like, what is it, like the third time in five years that they go? Like, I, that hasn't been heard of since, like, the Dodgers or the Yankees in the late 90s. You, you just can't bag them, and you just can't say anything anymore about them. And they, they've still got that core coming back. You know, Carlos Correa is going to be a free agent, but after that, you know, they got a lot of those guys locked up on uh, either team-friendly deals or they're they're just not approaching free agency for a few more seasons. So uh, get get used to seeing them. All right, I'm, I'm, I'm ready to see the next meme that we got here from the 2021 postseason. And this one was a curious one. Now, I think most people were probably rooting for Atlanta. And so here we got an infographic of the entire United States, and you've got much of that, uh, much of the U.S. voting for Atlanta. Okay, that makes sense. You've got Texas, got to be pulling for Houston. I'm sure there's Rangers fans that have, you know, probably got to be pulling for the Astros for the most part. Not only because they're in the same state, but they are in the same division and same league. You also got Louisiana, which is right next door. Um, not exactly sure how far of a drive it would be from New Orleans to Houston. Might be like two and a half, three hours. You know, not too far. So there's going to be fans there. But then, if you look in the Northeast, there's a little tiny sliver of Delaware. <laughs> the state of Delaware apparently is rooting or was rooting for the Astros. My question is: Is anybody related? Is anybody in the Astros like from Delaware? That's like the main thing I thought. Like, like I just couldn't think. Was Dusty Baker from Delaware? Like, that's the most likable guy on that whole team. Like, is he the one that's from Delaware? But I just I didn't. Is there somebody related? Do you know? No, no. Like, no, is there somebody I, in Delaware that you know? I put this on my to-do list uh, of things to do, and it was you know very much towards the bottom, and never got around. But that was my exact inkling. I'm like. Okay, wait a minute. Wait, like I think I think Paul Goldschmidt went to like the University of Delaware, I think, or is from Delaware, something like that. But let's face it, Delaware is such a small state. If two people, if a family, if a family of four moves from Houston to Delaware, that right there is going to shift the vote. And so the entire state of Delaware, that family of four is rooting for Houston, and the other three people that pay attention to baseball in Delaware is rooting for Atlanta. Well, guess what? It's an Astro state. Well, that's what I thought too. I'm like, Delaware is so small that if like one person from the Astros went like played at Delaware, was born in Delaware, everybody's gonna cheer for that guy because Delaware is so small and never has anything going for it. So I'm like, they're gonna cheer for your hometown kid. Yeah, it it there there might be someone that's a blue hen. If you know, you gotta hit us up at Yahir G underscore Vasquez or at Patrick D Lions or at DNVR underscore Rockies on twitter we got to know are there are there any blue hens that were on houston there's got to be there's got to be it's, i just don't know why delaware would like it's so far from like houston at all like i don't even know what the capital of delaware is but it's like all like what maybe dover dover i see i didn't even what is it like how long is it a drive from houston to dover a long time uh it's, it's got to be a good 20 hours i drove from new jersey to colorado by myself both ways, and that was about 27 hours. Yeah, see, that's one insane. direction in one direction. So it's got to be 20 to 25 hours to go from Delaware to Houston. Yeah, it's it's not mm -hmm. something you do on the weekend to look at the foliage. That's I sure. did a drive from LA to Denver, 18 hours overnight by myself one time. I would not. I would not recommend that. I now, would not, not at night too. At night, I did it at night. I had a I had a strict deadline that I had to get back. Clearly, man, <laughs> I, you got to keep your eyes peeled for you know coyotes and armadillos. I'm thinking I'm thinking there could have been some stray armadillos that some run out flying, on the road. But some but the flying trash is, cans too, maybe some yeah. flying inflatable trash cans. Look, the the rule is that's what I got from my driving instructor. If it's if it's at the same height of the bumper or lower. You don't break. You just got to keep going and plow yep. through that bad boy. All right. Well, speaking of plowing through, what do we got next here? What kind of memes we got? Okay. This one was during the season, and it was so good. We had to get it in. 
the the now somewhat infamous fight. Uh, I was really impressed with how, you know, more wasn't made out of this fight of Machado and Tatis Jr. hate each other. No, it's a big brother getting on his little brother saying, hey, we got to be better than that. I'm not happy with you in the moment, but guess what? We're, we're going to be fine. Thank you for looking after me. Yeah, sure, it wasn't a great look, but you know what? You got my back. I got yours. But uh, Manny Machado saying to Tatis, he's shouting his face saying, I said go get more chairs. The Dodgers are coming to watch the World Series with us. That's pretty sweet. That's a good one. That's a good one right after Atlanta knocks them out in six games in the NLCS. Man, the Padres. I hate to say it, but the Padres are my like my little sweet team. I have like such a soft spot for them. I just some even when they had Hoffman back in the day, like they've always just been such a like little, like they have a they're just like such a little soft spot for them. Especially because I love that team. I love Machado. I love the personalities on that team. They're just so fun to watch. And I think uh, another piece of breaking news I happened to see during the day, I think Jerickson Profar uh, might have signed an extension. He had an opt-out clause, so uh, keep it tuned to that. Uh, I I think he's coming back, so another one of those big pieces. They got a new manager in Bob Melvin, so I think what helps them be kind of a lovable team, and and, and I appreciate the honesty because not a lot of people – in our market, Rockies fans don't want to say it, especially after this last year. But it's because when look, when you your team stinks, when your organization's awful, and your your uniforms look like garbage. Not not now. The brown and yellow, sure they're, oof, mm. it just looks like spicy mustard and brown mustard, <laughs> yellow mustard, all of that combined. But the navy that they had and some of their camo jerseys are a little bit questionable. They just they didn't have the swagger, and so you go ah. I feel bad for you guys. So you know what? I'm, no. I'm going to kind of pull for you. It's kind of why I think the Rockies are a lot of people's second or third favorite team because you oh, go, yeah. hey, they're purple. I kind of like that. That's different. And I feel pretty confident I'm not going to have to worry about playing that team in the World Series or late in the postseason because my favorite team is probably better than them. So it's a safe pick to like them and almost to root them on, you know? And not just that. Colorado's such like a Trantham city. Denver's such a transit city where we have all these people like from St. Louis. We have a lot of people from Texas come in and they want to be, they want to cheer the home team, especially because you want to go to Coors Field that has like a great view, great atmosphere all summer long. And you can just have a beer and you want to, you want the team to be good. So it's funner. That's why I think that's the other reason they make like the second team for them. All right. So, so far, let's get to our next meme. So far, we've got two dunking on the Dodgers. Nothing against the Giants yet. I don't know that we're going to actually have that. And a really great point by Will pointing out that the brown and yellow uh, did have a lot to do with McDonald's at the time before they incorporated the red uh, from from Ray Kroc, who uh, was the the owner of his team, owner of the Padres. And his wife also, uh, once he passed away, took over. Uh, and, and did an amazing job there for uh, the Padres franchise before uh, they, they came under some some new ownership. So, so far we got two anti-Dodgers memes. I don't know that we're going to get any that are really going to be dunking on the Giants because they're they're harmless too. I think they, just be, just, they barely became relevant again. After yeah. like it took, what, 10 years for them to become relevant again? I don't think anybody's really like hating the the Giants like they used to. Very true. All right. So this guy in Atlanta smiling, he's got his pearls on, but that's not the real jewelry that we need to talk about. His sign said it was either my girlfriend's engagement ring or a ticket to the world series. And I, he's, he's really proud of himself, but this is only going to get him into further hot water. It's look, his mistake was, well, I mean, maybe it wasn't a mistake because he seems pretty happy about his decision (laughs) about, you know, not getting the engagement ring, which is gonna you know run you a couple thousand dollars. It's supposed to be three months salary. I don't know if I don't know if you heard that yet here, but three months salary is how much you should spend on an engagement ring. Instead, he spends it on World Series tickets. You know that's bad enough, right? She's gonna be talking with her girlfriends about you know what her dumb fiance did, or really her dumb boyfriend at this point did, and then he goes and takes it public. Nationwide, now we're talking about it here in Denver with the sign. And so you, now they only made two errors. Any smiling, that's three. Three strikes, you're out. I, this, guy, this guy could be could have really caused some major issues with that sign. 
my question is is he still like is the engagement still on after that like even like is it still on because that's completely insane to me like first of all the world series ticket let's say that guy he looks like a well-off guy he's right behind the bullpen he's like right behind the home plate good seats you're right it's really good seats so how much were the tickets 15 grand like if it's three months salary i'm guessing what he makes anywhere from three to five a month calculate that anywhere from like 9 to 15k for that ticket i would not spend that much like i have a budget if it's over 300 for any ticket i'm probably not gonna go all right what about this theory he's smiling because as you just said 1500 maybe for for a ticket right maybe he's smiling because the girlfriend and not fiance gave him the thumbs up and said you know what hun let's do this I know how important this is to you. And she's not as materialistic. Not that there's anything wrong with getting a nice engagement ring uh, of that, you know, cost or, or size, whatever it is. But maybe she's on board and maybe maybe he's happy because guess what? He can have his cake and eat it too. In let's, a sense. let's see if there's a girl next to him at all that she might be right with him. I love that you're, you're cutting this uh, image up like the Zapruder film here uh, in, in Dallas. It's kind of a, a timely reference. Yeah, he... Looks kind of by himself. Everyone seems around him in horror to a degree. So they they must have seen where he came from and seen his buddy that he's sitting next to and not <laughs> his girlfriend. So, ooh, that's t- – and he may have even borrowed her pearls. And just the guy with the Chick-fil-A bag too is like really surprised it was even going on <laughs> at the bottom right. He's just like, I cannot believe you're out here right now <laughs> showing people that you really spent all your money on this ticket. And he must have said to her ahead of time, look, I have a jewelry-based question to ask you. And it involves a couple thousand dollars. She's like, okay, here we go. Oh, my God. Where is the camera? Well, you're going to be filming me? And all he asked was, can I borrow your pearls? Because I need to wear them to the World Series. I got tickets with Jeremy. And you I go, mean, wow, really? This is where your head's at, dude? I understand, though. Again, I wouldn't spend that much money. But for the Braves to get to that place, that doesn't happen very often. I, I, it makes sense. If you have the capacity, go spend the money. I kind of flip my whole argument around. It makes a lot more sense now that I think about it. Cause I'm like, if the Avalanche and Nugget and the Rapids make it to like their finals, I'm gonna be right there. Cause it doesn't happen very often. And go one step further too. And I think the Nuggets is a little bit better than the Avs because this guy, you know, young young guy, mid twenties, maybe late twenties. He essentially can vaguely remember, maybe not even, the last time Atlanta was in the World Series back in 1999. So to him, this is like, I never thought this day was even going to come. I got to jump on it. Whereas the Avs, we know, we, we've seen them Early somewhat recently. Actually, no, it's been quite a while for the Stanley Cup. They About just, 20 years, yeah. Yeah, so you know what? I, I take that back, yeah. Well, like Avs, even not Nugs, just that. The Rockies, too. Like Just think about the Rockies. Last time it happened in 2007, I was at the – it was game four, I believe, of the NLCS. It went uh, against the Diamondbacks, right? So I was there game four of the NLCS. So, like, it was one of the best experiences I've ever had. I was out of, like, left field. It was a great experience. It was me and my cousins. So I, I take it back. I can see why you would spend that sort of money on it. I really do. And at that point in your life, it was, do I get a ring pop or do I get a cotton candy? It wasn't, do I buy an engagement ring or do I buy – Playoff tickets. Well, that happened. That literally happened to me last year when I proposed to my fiance. I had a thing between, well, not Nuggets tickets, but I was like, do I get cable or do I get the engagement ring? I'm like, because cable's a long commitment too. So I'm like, should I get the cable or should I get the engagement ring? I, of course, I got the engagement ring, but I was like, I don't want to spend this money long term if I'm going to have to buy this ring in a few months. Comcast, DirecTV. Dish, if you guys are listening, these are the predicaments you're putting young men in every day. Can I afford this? Is, is my relationship more important <laughs> than watching, you know, live sporting events? This is the world we live in. in it really is. It's not like Hulu that you can just like go click on it and watch almost any game you want. And we live in a, a diverse world here in, in Denver and, and Ball Aerospace and Technology are a huge part of that because they practice diversity and inclusion. They've been doing it for years. They caught the eye of the human rights campaign who gave them 100% on the corporate equality index. 
Uh, and that's because, look, they want you to be your free and authentic self. So once you start working at Ball, there's lots of groups to join to represent your unique background if you want to meet people. Whether you're from Texas, New Jersey, it doesn't matter your background. So text GOLDEN to 77222 and you'll get linked to open positions. I know right now they're looking for some people on the production line, on the technical and mechanical skills side. You can also go directly to jobs.ball.com and search for GOLDEN. That's jobs.ball.com and search for GOLDEN. GOLDEN opportunity here is through DraftKings Sportsbook, an, an official sports betting partner of the NFL. They've got an offer every football fan needs to jump in on. And that's for new customers to bet just $5 on any NFL team to win their game. And if they do, guess what? You win $200 in free bets. It is that easy and it is that rewarding. DraftKings customers can also get skin in the game with new same game parlays. Combine multiple bets from the same game for an even bigger payout. The more legs you add, the more money you can win. It's safe, secure, and reliable. And best of all, with DraftKings Sportsbook, you can deposit and withdraw your cash whenever you want. So download the DraftKings Sportsbook app now. Use promo code DNVR. New customers can bet just $5 on any NFL team to win their game. And if they do, you win $200 in free bets. That's promo code DNVR this week at DraftKings Sportsbook, an official sports betting partner of the NFL. Must be 21 or older, Colorado-only, new customers only. Restrictions apply. See DraftKings.com slash Sportsbook for details. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-522-4700. And when you're done smiling after all the money you just won from DraftKings, you can make sure that you go to the Green Mountain Dental Group because the folks over there deserve to take some credit from all those smiling Colorado sports fans around town, especially those of our DNVR listeners who've switched to Green Mountain Dental Group over the years to make them their permanent family dentist. In fact, if you schedule a cleaning x-ray and exam with Green Mountain Dental Group, you'll receive a free Sonicare toothbrush from them. That's Green Mountain Dental Group, located only 15 minutes from downtown Denver. All right, yeah, here. We've got some more memes to get to. And hopefully we'll be able to break them down with such unique detail as we were able to. <laughs> that, that gentleman that you know may never find love again after that. That meme's going around the, the nation. That's completely insane to me. I get it, but like it's still insane to me that you would take that out. <laughs> All right, we've got we've got the brain trying to get to a a higher power. We got Camilo Doval. Well, he he should have pitched better against those Dodgers in the NLDS. Well, actually, the Giants need better offense. Okay, well, even beyond that, if you remember that check swing there and. Uh, the final at bat with Wilmer Flores, it basically F the umps. And let's go one step further beyond that. Here's your tie to the Colorado Rockies. <laughs> Bump the Rockies and Lucas Gilbreth for breaking Brandon Belt's thumb. Yes, the last game that the Giants played against the Rockies in Coors Field, inside fastball by Lucas Gilbreth, breaks Brandon Belt's thumb. And just like that, one of the most potent hitters in the Giants offense is done for the postseason. Yeah, Max Muncy, Dodgers had to deal with that, whatever. Yeah, Ronald Acuna Jr., Atlanta had to deal with that the whole second second half, whatever. But the Rockies, Lucas Gilbreth, that's it. All the Giants have to do is, is put all their players in bubble wrap, go into the postseason, and take this whole thing again for the first time since 2014. And, oh, shucks, Colorado gets in the way of that. Cool. The Rockies are going to become such a punching bag for the NL West. They're going to try to blame them for everything just because they're like, oh, it's a little brother. What are they going to do about it? The fans just do not care about the Rockies fans right now, man. They're in their own little thing. My opinion, the umps were the biggest issue they lost. I felt like the umpiring throughout this whole postseason was horrible. Like, they really need, like, they need robot umps. They need some technology to help these guys out. They're way over their heads. It's a very outdated system. Now that we have replay, it's really kind of hard to like justify what the umps are doing and not replaying almost everything immediately. Yeah, so. we know. Yeah, the automated strike zone. You know, it's it's on its way. It's really a, a technology issue, but uh, I think it, it's coming. In fact, uh, one uh, exclusive here. I'll, I'll drop next week. I'll be going down to Arizona for the Arizona Fall League. And where the Rockies play, uh, Salt River Fields, they actually have uh, automated 
softball strike. They got the ABS there with the cameras and whatnot, and they do use it during the Arizona Fall League. So that will be really interesting watching a pitch come in and then waiting a second or two for the umpire to get the notification as to whether it was a ball and strike. And, and a couple of the other nuances with that, because that's the other piece is umpires are pretty quick to react. Is the technology as quick? Because now you, you're going through, you know, now, now there's a, there's a link in the chain between the pitch, the computer, and now the umpire mm -hmm. has to, now voice that that call so that's I'm, I'm really looking forward to that it's one of the many things uh, i'm looking forward to cover next week in the arizona fall league as well as uh, a lot of exclusive interviews with some of the top prospects in the organization are we uh do you know like for that check swing is there any solution to like that to automate that check swing maybe like an instant replay for like such a big moment on the postseason or like is there anything like they can do technology wise Unfortunately, no. I'll, I'll say this before I really answer your question. I did see a couple additional camera angles of that. And when you see the other camera angles, because the, the video that was used for Flores, it was probably halfway between home plate and first base. So it wasn't, you know, perpendicular to home plate. So we didn't get that great look. And so it looked very clearly like he had checked his swing quote unquote we'll get back to that in a second but if you look at it at a different angle closer to home plate he really he really did seem to have gone at least halfway and that is still part of an issue because it's somewhat interpretive it doesn't necessarily say in the rule book anything about turning your wrists over or breaking your wrists or going past the front plane of of home plate which would most surely be a strike but there are other times in which a player doesn't fully hold up his swing and still hasn't broken the plane of the front of home plate. So it's uh it's a bit complicated and it's, it's, I mean, imagine even still imagine that play against Boston. If you remember in right field at Fenway park where Kevin Kiermaier hits the ball, hits the wall, bounces off the chest of Hunter Renfro goes into the stands and you go, all right, well that runner on first base should come around to score, but no, it's considered a ground rule double, even though it hits off the batter. That's what the rule says, but it doesn't feel right. That's you know, wild. it doesn't feel right. Man, baseball rules are so weird. Like they're the, I thought NFL was complicated, but the baseball, baseball is like so straightforward, but you can interpret it so many ways that can like affect the game instantly. Like just think about like the home, like the whole Matt Holiday, if he touched the home plate or not. Like that was like the big thing that that postseason. Did he touch home base? Like did he touch the home plate? And now you look back at it. No matter how many times you see it, because we didn't have the technology back then, the camera angles we have now, we don't have all these. Like you'll just never know. But it's like such up to like the umpire. The umpire. If the umpire says he's safe, the Rockies go on to the World Series like they just did. They win that. They do that whole postseason. If he says it's out, the Rockies are basically out of the postseason at that point. So, like, that umpire basically decided that whole 2007 postseason for the Rockies, whether it's going to happen or not. And it decided for the Padres, too, because once they lost game 163, they were done as well. So, you know, yeah. And, and you know, to your point, as far as baseball having complicated rules, think about how many kids stop playing Little League or really never even get going because the rules are so wild. And you say, well, you can't – you have to tag up. Even though the kid clobbered the ball, you got to wait to see if he catches it. And then if he does, you got to go back and touch the base. And, and look, there are, it's a hard game to learn how to play, let alone just be successful at it. it it's so crazy to me. Like baseball is so fun, especially because it's a sport that everybody grew up playing. I remember break, breaking so many windows, but there was no rules. Like there was literally no rules. It was just like hit the ball and run to first. And if you get tagged, you're out. It's not like you got to wait to tag. You got to make sure you touch first. But it was just go out trying to play. You know what I mean? So, like, I understand why kids stop playing it. I really do. But I don't think it's an MLB problem as much as like a coaching problem. I think the coaches maybe not are not enticing the, the kids to play as, as much as they should. And it also could be a supervision problem if you're allowing your kids to play baseball somewhere where they could so easily break so many windows. I broke, I think, three in about two weeks. And I just stopped playing baseball in that area for like four months. And then I came back and broke another window. <laughs> At any point, did you hit a home run over a fence and there was a large dog that would not allow you to get the ball back? And 
you just ended up having the greatest summer of your life. Did anything like that ever happen to you? Contrary to popular belief, I was not part of the Sandlot. So. Okay. okay. I, I just had to ask. I just had to ask. But, but if, you, if you did, whose autograph would have been on that baseball? Would have been Babe Ruth, I'm, I'm thinking. So, so for you and your, your buddies when you played Sandlot, what baseball did somebody hit? Into, you know, we won't say that it went over the fence into the beast's yard. You broke somebody's window with a baseball signed by who? It has to be either Matt Holliday or Todd Halton, my two favorite players growing up all the time. If I had one of those two signatures, like I will, I've been a huge Rockies fan since I was born, basically. So if they had one of those two autographs on there, I would have risked it all, honestly. I, I would have risked my first child for those baseballs. <laughs> the Todd father? The Todd father? Yeah, all right. Let's, get, Todd, to our, yeah. let's get to our let's, next meme here. Uh, let's see where we're at. There we go. Yep. Yeah, parking, 90 bucks. Peanuts, $6. Beer, 16 World Series game ticket, expensive. But not hearing Joe Buck commentate? Priceless. You know, I, I've... I'm all right with Joe Buck. He's okay. People love crapping all over him, and that's fine. But he, he he's okay in my book. I, I I like the sentiment. Again, if if you're not a big fan, that's a good take. You go to the game. You don't have to listen to anybody on the radio or the TV side. I again, I'm I'm on your boat. I don't know why people hate Joe Buck so much. I think people. It's one of those things that once everybody hates him, you just kind of like keep continuing the hate because you don't want to be the one that doesn't hate anybody. You know what I mean? So, I don't know. I like the commentary. I'm not one of those people that can watch sports without commentary. Being, being neutral is, is not a hot take. And, and, to your, and I love what you just said there. Here in the commentary, that's what we love to do at the DNVR bar, right? Game's going to be on tonight with the Nuggets yeah. watch party. So, you'll actually be able to hear that play-by-play. That's, that's Paul, part of that atmosphere. Exactly. It's going to be really fun today. We have the Nuggets. We have the Avs. Both crews are, are going to be in the bar today. It's going to be real fun if you guys want to stop by today. All right, let's get a couple more of these in before we, we wrap it up. All right, when you – ooh, this is a good one. All right, we get, now we're up to three. We're dunking, on, we're dunking on the Dodgers three times. And, yeah, we had a Giants meme, but that wasn't dunking on them. That was just – that was making you feel for them, I think, in, in a way with Bill getting, getting hurt there in the, in the final week of the season. But when you spend $343 million to watch the World Series on TV – like the rest of us dodgers fans dodgers players yep sorry uh doesn't really matter how much you spend on your payroll if if you don't get it done in the spotlight you don't get it done in the postseason you can acquire future hall of famers to your your heart's content max scherzer albert pujols trey turner's got a long way to go until he's he's a hall of famer but he's certainly on that trajectory and guess what doesn't matter uh this is the reason I hate the Dodgers. They get I hate the spoiled child. I hate the person that no matter what, they always uh, get what they want. And that's exactly what the Dodgers are. I love a team that's built. I come from like the old school. I love prospects. I love that you go out and scout. You go find the right the, the right players for your team. And the Dodgers just buy everybody out, and I hate it so much. But I'm glad they're not in the World Series. I'm glad they won't win another one in my lifetime. Yeah, they, they, they do a good job of, of scouting and drafting, but but they've got the capital to do it better than anyone else. Like that's a huge element is to be able to to spend on the international free agents as well as all the scouts and analytics department that you could possibly want. So there is still a financial component to that for sure. Yep. What do you got next here for us? Yeah, here. All right. This is my favorite one. Oh, I got this one and I thought you would like this one. I, I don't know why. I just had a feeling you would dig this one. You strike me as a guy who's a big Doritos fan. I know I was when I was your age. But, yes, it's a yellow bag of Doritos. It's got it's got our friends, the San Diego Padres, on there, Machado, Tatis, and it says Nacho Year. Uh, I'm not sure that I've ever had that flavor of Doritos, but um, I, you know what? Uh, as someone who covers the Rockies, I, I'm down for that flavor, Nacho Year. I'm down for that. As a Colorado sports fan, then that's been my flavor for the last like 10 years, nacho year. <laughs> no matter how close I think that any team is, it's never our year. But it, I love that meme so much. It just fits in perfectly, especially because I asked two of my favorite players from the Padres. I thought it was so I thought it was funny as hell. 
I thought it was really cool. Whoever made right, that, so, props to them. All right, so it's it's a race to the clock here uh, for for the graphic design department. Yeah, here we got see if we can get a purple bag, and in Doritos font, it says Rockies. And well, you, you can take that idea there. We'll, we'll see if we can get that one around on the uh, uh, on the interwebs. I'll definitely have it rolling around here pretty soon. <laughs> all right, all right. All right, and last one. Do you want to do one more? How many more do you want to do? Yeah, give us one more here. Let's let's cap it off. All right. Let's go with this one. All right, so we've got our, our superhero who's trying to figure out which – I don't know I don't know if this meme has a name, but I, I call it the, the superhero. Uh, two buttons. Does he push the one on the left for the cheating Astros, or does he push the one on the right for Atlanta getting revenge – for having the all-star game being removed. Either one he pushes, it's not going to be great. He's sweating. He's wiping his brow. And yeah, it's Rob Manfred. Can't decide who is it better, right? Is it is it the Astros, the team that he had to punish, the team that's going to maybe embarrass him, obviously, to, to have to say, ah, here we are again. And maybe I should have punished them even more because it clearly wasn't enough. They were able to get back here. And Atlanta, you know, the entire city, the entire state saying, you know what? Um, the All-Star game would have been cool, but guess what? Uh, this is a little bit cooler. We just won the World Series. And so, yeah, we're okay with that trade. That's a tough call for Rob Manfred. Damned if he does, damned if he doesn't. Being commissioner is the hardest job of any. Like, No matter what you do, you'll always screw up something. No matter – you either piss off the owners or you piss off the fan base. You got to choose. Who do you, who do you want to piss off? The people that write your checks or the people that are calling for your head? Yeah, and we, we we know that we know the commissioner's job is is one to to keep the billionaires happy, and so you you have to do that. I don't know if you saw in the 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 post game award ceremony when you know they're they're giving out the MVP award to Jorge Soler, and they're talking with an Atlanta guy, Atlanta guy, Atlanta guy, the owner, and they quickly slip in Rob Manfred to say a couple words. Don't announce them. They don't say, ladies and gentlemen. The commissioner of Major League Baseball, Rob Manfred. No, they just slip the mic in front of him. He says a couple words. He gets booed really quickly because they didn't know what was happening. And then they're on to the next guy who's uh, up to the podium to say something a little bit similar to the scenario back on, what was it, September 25th against San Francisco. They retire Larry Walker's number 33. Video scoreboard, everyone's looking up. Next time you look back down on the field, Dick Monfort's getting a couple sentences in before he steps away from the mic and anyone realizes what happened. I mean, that's a great PR team right there. They're taking care of it. I mean, they did it the right way. I mean, I would hate that job, honestly. I would not want to be commissioner of anything. I barely, like, want to be in charge of my own life. So, like, I do not want to be in charge of a whole league. And you know what? That point you bring about the PR department, yeah, it's good for Manfred and it was good for Monfort. But it was also good for that moment, too, because – you know, fans are going to kind of react to things as soon as it happens. And if they see someone or something they don't like, they're just going to naturally boo. But the moment isn't about that person, right? The, the moment exactly. was, was about Atlanta. The moment was about Larry Walker and the Rockies organization. And so, you know, I, I think both of those situations were handled quite perfectly, right? Maybe not a perfect situation, but it was handled as best as possible. And so, you know, hey, tip of the cap, uh, Kevin Burkhart to the the Rockies PR department, the way they were able to handle that, get past that because, you know, Manfred Monfort, they both deserve to be out there for that ceremony. And, and the moment doesn't deserve to be taken away from either the the team or, uh, or the man, Larry Walker. Of course. I completely agree for that. Yeah. So this, this was fun. We, uh, I'm glad to know you're a big uh, meme hound. Uh, We know Kale is super producer Kale, but I'm, we're trying out, Producer extraordinaire, right here. Appreciate it. You like that one? I'm getting there, but I appreciate it. You're you're getting producer extraordinaire here. No, we'll make it work. We'll work on the branding for you, buddy. But uh, you can reach out to him on Twitter at yahirg underscore vasquez. I'm at Patrick D Lyons, and of course, all of our Rockies coverage all off season long is going to be through at dnvr underscore Rockies. Make sure you're subscribing. Fifty cents for the first month. If you just want to test this out at thednvr.com, you know you get a bigger beer. You know you can get a free T-shirt with an annual membership at dnvrlocker.com. So a lot of different opportunities for you to stay in the know, in the loop, all hot stove season. 
for the Colorado Rockies. So for DNVR Sports and DNVR Rockies, he's you here. I'm Patrick D. Lyons. Thank you for joining us on the DNVR Rockies podcast. You can make sure that you go to the Green Mountain Dental Group because the folks over there deserve to take some credit from all those smiling Colorado sports fans around town, especially those of our DNVR listeners who've switched to Green Mountain Dental Group over the years to make them their permanent family dentist. In fact, if you schedule a cleaning, x-ray, and exam with Green Mountain Dental Group, you'll receive a free Sonicare toothbrush from them. That's Green Mountain Dental Group, located only 15 minutes from downtown Denver. Mmm, the first taste of rare bourbon you finally got your hands on. That's nice. At Caskers.com, we make this experience easy. Caskers is a one-stop spirit curator with an impressive selection of exclusive sought-after rare and household names in the realm of premium spirits and champagne. Discover the top flavors of the year now by going to Caskers.com and using code WELCOME10 for $10 off your first purchase. Get $10 off your first purchase with code WELCOME10 at Caskers.com.